Hello and welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast. That's right. My name is Dan Erskit. Surskit? Surskit. These are going to be a lot harder for you because you don't know this generation yeah. as well, right? I did play this game back when we worked at a major media company. I know. Isn't that weird? It's only nine years old. Yeah. We're in a very current timeline. Tanner and I were good friends when this came yeah, out. Yeah, we were already friends. We were adults. I was dating my wife. I think you were probably dating your husband. Oh my God, I was, wasn't I? What year did this come out? 2013. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, we're in it. <laughs> we're in it. And this is, I guess, from here on out, it's it's all like... Uh, shooting in the dark for josh and i because i think at this point we're adults we have jobs like we're playing pokemon but like we're not playing it seriously i never i played this game i've never beaten it i don't think i've gotten past the third gym oh i beat it but i did not do any aspect of whatever the post game is yeah and i'm sure like you were a you were an adult man you had work to do you know you couldn't be memorizing ugly little water strider pokemon <laughs> yeah i do not right? like that so skit no Sure shit. AKA Tanner Green Ring. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Viviliosh. Vivion. <laughs> Wait, you call it... Oh, Vivili... It's Vivilio. <laughs> Vivilion. Vivilion. Yeah, we should talk. This is... um, This game takes place in the Poker World's version of a Francais. That's right. What do they call France in French? Uh... Wants. the metropole i don't know <laughs> sorry to all our french listeners you're gonna um there's gonna be a lot of we don't have uh, those yet casual sort of um <laughs> not racism but xenophobia about france this season general aversion i mean i love france i would ha happily move to france tomorrow if someone offered it to me i would not oh i love france i love paris okay i liked paris sure i've been to bar surab Mm -hmm. which is in the Champagne region. Have you heard of that? It's where Champagne comes from. I've heard of it. But I said, mm -hmm, Josh. of the European countries that I've been to, humble brag, and I'll take a drink for that. Yeah. France had the least interested of anyone of like, first of all, us trying to use French at all. Oh, yeah. They, Anytime they get mad I go to a foreign country, I at least try to use the language. They get mad at you if you don't use French, but they're annoyed at you if you do try to use yeah, French. Yeah, and Bobby studied French. <laughs> for a few years that wasn't his major or anything but did it in high school and some of college yeah and he would use it and he knows what he's talking about and they would just immediately you know after bonjour and however i'm slaughtering it i'm sure they're like oh hello hello american yeah like okay hello, if you all won't allow us to even try to use french you're perpetuating the stereotype of the french being rude and that's how I become rude American. That's when I evolve into rude American. These are all the opinions of Josh Fial said. I think the French people are beautiful, <laughs> wonderful people. I didn't get yelled at by a man at the Cafe Packy Durham once for trying to speak to him in broken French. Uh, uh, shouldn't we didn't try? Shape my opinions on all French people for years to come. Yeah. We're not going to try if this is all that we hear. So I come back from France. I tell people that and they're like, okay, I'm not going to try. I'm just going to speak English. Wear my cowboy hat. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Have your six shooter on your side. That's right. AKA Joshua Fielstead. <laughs> and this is a Pokemon podcast where we play through every single Pokemon game, gym by gym, once again, and week by week. We're back. We are in a new season, season six, Joshua. Can you believe it? Welcome. Season we six. We finally made it. We're back. We're in the good 
stuff. The main the dark timeline. night of the soul is over, Joshua. We've wandered through the the wastelands of mm-hmm. what did we do? Black and white two, and then conquest. We did black and white. We did Pokemon Ranger Shadows of Almia. Right. Black and white two, and then we did Pokemon right. Conquest, which we did the the King's Lock for, which was uh, nightmarish, like. Lovingly nightmarish. Celebrating how we suffered. And in a way, Joshua, we've found our ways to Elysian shores now, haven't we? Because I don't know much about this game, um, except that I was an adult when it came out. Me too. And it's definitely the the first modern Pokemon game, I would say. That's right. Full 3D graphics, like feels like a modern video game. I got my 3DS, I found the charger again. Yep. I missed that DS Lite already. That's a beautiful, yeah. perhaps the pinnacle of Nintendo design. What a machine. Yeah. It's still on the on the store, on the app store. Oh. On eShop. Oh, you can just, you can just buy it. Oh. Oh, that's why the cart was so cheap. I was like, I can't believe this cart's only $40 after, you know, putting down mortgage money on these other ones. I ordered the cart, but then I was like, well, here, it's still available on the eShop. So you can go, anyone can play along with us on this, as long as you have a modern DS system. It's making me think that I probably already had it on my DS, and I just didn't look around enough at the little icons. And uh, I was like, "Why did I sell Pokemon X, which is what I originally played?" I well, and here's the problem: is I had the digital version of Pokemon Y still on my Game Boy, but I bought the cartridge version of X because you and I decided to play opposite games of the ones we originally <laughs> played. Yeah, that is uh, classically convoluted and stupid of us. Yeah. So Joshua, the last few games were difficult. They were challenges. That's and right. this is the first game that has the reputation of being like a kid's game. I mean, other than like- Let's go. The the first ones were kid's games for kids when we were kids, you know? Yeah. And they sort of grew up with us. Uh, and then black and white were like soft resets where they like introduced a whole new Pokedex and all that. But it still felt like a game made for us, you know? Right. It was not a game made for children. This feels like a game made for children. They start dabbling in that. They do start dabbling. It's also got a a pretty solid reputation as the easiest Pokemon game. I mean, other than like Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu, which are literally designed for children. Yeah. And you don't hear about this one as much. You don't hear about it as much. I was reading about it and it, it actually got like good critical reviews when it came out, but everyone sort of forgets about it because I think it's easy to forget. I think it's very easy. I think people get through it really quickly. I've noticed, like, I'm a single gym in, and, like, my team is already stacked, you know? I have got Froakie, well, we'll talk about this during level <laughs> check, but, like, one could get Froakie, excellent endgame Pokemon yeah. with Greninja. Mm-hmm. One could get Riolu. One could get Fletchling, which turns into Talonflame. Well, uh, I'm sorry, you have Riolu? Yeah. Where the hell did you get that? Route 22 to the east of... Uh, the town, Santaloon City. Okay, well, to me, that's Mayor Chi. I didn't go over there. You're not supposed you to go over Nothing's there. You stopping you from going you're over there. You're already doing the th- classic thing where you're just sidestepping around all these places before the gym and just doing it's whatever right you want. It's right next to the city. It's next to the city. They encourage you to go over there. It's right next to the gym. I didn't fact. go there because I stepped foot on it and I was like, oh, Route 22. I'm not going there yet because I'm going to stick with what we're doing. Well, you made a mistake because now you don't have a Riolu. And in fact, you don't have a oh whatever Riolu evolves into. Ludicolo. No, not Ludicolo. 
Lucario. Lucario. Ludicolo. Oh, Joshua, I have to tell you something. Okay. Lay it on me, String Bean. Last weekend, I um, imbibed and watched Detective Pikachu for the first time. Oh, no. I thought it was great. I don't get to save it for Miles. I thought it was great. That was going to be our thing. Okay. Here's what I hated. Ludicolo. Oh, the like, the, <laughs> yeah, the screaming Ludicolo is so awful. <laughs> yeah. But I. I liked it because I was like, that is sort of how I think of this thing. Like, I don't want to yeah, look at I don't, it. I don't, I don't like Ludicolo either. <laughs> yeah. So you like Detective Pikachu. I thought it was fun. I rewatched it recently. I thought it was great. I do too. Good fun. Good silly fun. You know? It's the best world building they've done since like Pokemon the first movie, I think. Yeah. I think at some point you spoiled the end for me and I was like, surely that's... It's more complicated than that. <laughs> and it wasn't. <laughs> I feel like... And I know that they talked about a Detective Pikachu 2, which I didn't really think was the right idea, and I'm pretty sure it was canned. What I think the right idea is, is that they need to use it as a jumping off point to just make live action slash CGI Pokemon movies that are set in the real world or real world-ish, but different vignettes. You want like a P.T. Anderson? Like coffee and cigarettes kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like any Wes Wes Anderson, where it's like similar aesthetic, but it's just like we're popping you over to Kalos now. We're popping you over to Kanto, oh, and like it. they don't necessarily interact, but you might see the same characters. That kind of shit. Yeah, you should. Why aren't you starting a studio? Why are you telling me this? Because we give away all the good ideas for free on this podcast for Nintendo and Pokemon Company, and they still won't let us. Sell whatever merch we want. Let me even tell you, we're giving them the good shit. Let me tell you, all the Pokemon you can catch by the second gym in this game. All right, all right, I'm settling back down. Okay, the Kanto starters: Charizard, Bulbasaur, Pikachu, or, um, <laughs> Charmander, Bulbasaur, Charmander. Squirtle. Yep, Squirtle. Uh, Ralts. I do like Ralts. Abra. Yep. And then the other ones I mentioned before. All of those grow up into like A tier, S tier Pokemon by the end of this. Those game. Those are all already around. By the second gym, yeah, if which you we'll talk about next week. Skip around, yep. If you skip around, yeah, and you're encouraged to skip around. Mayor cheat. You also get the experience share right after the first gym, and it's the new kind of experience share that applies to the entire team. Yeah. I really do not like this experience share perversion. I think it makes it so easy. Even as experience share. Just sitting and leveling in like in the tall grass, like all the Pokemon are almost the same level because of this like wild over OP experience share. I'm looking at your levels now on this cheat and I'm already thinking, did you get that thing and you just secretly been No, no, I mean I do have it now. I played ahead a little bit, but um no, those are those are just the levels I got. Okay. Okay. Just put in the fucking work, Josh. So I, I don't know. I think that it's got a little bit of a bad reputation because of all that stuff, but I'm, I'm hoping that doesn't deter us. There's also lots to love here. The character models are beautiful. Mine runs in like some kind of like 120 FPS or something. The, the like character models look unreal on mine. I mean, they don't look unreal. They look like DS models from nine years ago, but they <laughs> yeah. like, they have this like fluidity to them, which it like scares me. I feel like they're gonna jump off the screen at me. That's the 3DS, baby. That's the 3DS. That's the power of a 3DS. Yeah. The bottom screen, actually useful for the first time in a Pokemon game. They did nail it. The training missions are so cool. If you haven't played this game, Bug Catchers, the bottom screen does a lot of different things. You can like have a little virtual pet of your Pokemon on there. You can, I don't know, like I, there's all sorts of stuff I haven't explored, but the, the one 
Really interesting feature is you can do these training exercises with your Pokemon. Yeah. Just anywhere. You could just be walking down the route and you're like, all right, Riolu, time to train. And you go into this um, virtual environment where Riolu is like riding on a platform and shooting balls at big inflatable Pokemon and they're shooting balls back. Like soccer balls. And each one has like a different you know, attribute that it, it levels up speed or special attack or defense or what that, whatever. And it like, it really boosts your Pokemon's level. Can you just like infinitely boost? Well, it's EV training. So it boosts the stats that you want to train specifically. So you should be smart about it because I think it caps out at 252, right? So like it's total number spread across the different stat pool. That's too complicated for me, but I have just (laughs) been training like Riolu training him on like attack. Yeah, I did some with Spupa on defense. I did some with my starter that I'm not going to reveal yet because we're getting into that with a special attack, but you might imagine who I'm going to pick. I know who you uh, picked. I also spent a fair amount of time with those mini games on the Pokemon Ami. Poke Ami. Poke Ami. Ami. Yeah. Ami. Uh, I love it's Ami. the berry picker. They're all like Mario Party like mini games. Yeah. Little mini games. Like you're trying to use the Pokemon in your party and then they have to like run around and like you fling berries at them that they want. And uh, Tile Puzzle was great where you have to like... Tile Puzzle? <laughs> you look at a, ma- uh, a beautiful little image and it's like your Pokemon hanging out somewhere, yeah. vaguely French, and then it spins around and you have to figure out where everything goes. Had it, I didn't like as much. Oh, the, and the little the little signs, the little French signs that swing down whenever you enter a new route. And also, all the routes have names. It's like, oh, yeah. route two, and then a little sign will swing down. It'll be like, Alouette route. <laughs> yeah. Or something like that. The uh, Veneville Pathway. Yeah. So cute. I love it. I love it. It's looking good. The world of this game is going to be a real turn on for me, which is appropriate. Should we talk about our characters? Oh, it's appropriate for your character being turned on? Yeah, I think so. That's actually been sort of an undercurrent um, through pretty much every season with you. So, well, you know, I think the artist the artist puts a little bit of himself into into the art. You know. Yeah, yeah. Who are you going to be this season? Well, so we decided that like the restrictions and the special characters and all the the themed teams and stuff were were feeling like a little bit too much. My last few have been especially restrictive. Yes, it was sort of sucking a little bit of the joy out. So <laughs> we decided to go with like totally unperverted, totally unrestricted runs this time. Right? We're unhinged. Honest, honest characters. So I wanted to play a very honest character, someone that was like really close to my heart similar kind of in personality and interest to me, Tanner Greenring. Mm-hmm. So I booted up the game and said, who do you want to be a boy or girl? I said, boy, um, I'm a boy. I want to play a boy. Sorry. Sorry if that's not progressive. You identify as a boy. And then that's fine. it said, okay, what do you want your name to be? And I said, well, obviously I want my name to be Sex Haver 69 <laughs> right? <laughs> like that's the message I want to send to the world. Sex Haver 69's here. Nice. You know what he's here to do. For affinity admin. You know, how You know how he's here to do it. And or how many times. Yeah. And then Pokemon Company was like, no, sir. That name is not allowed in our kids game. <laughs> and I said, what? What? What part of that is a problem? What? Sex? I can't say the word sex. It's a natural, beautiful act. It's how we all got here. It's how we all got here. You're going to deny this beautiful act between a man and a Pokemon? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. The fur affinity is coming back out. <laughs> oh, sorry. I meant a man and a, a person and a two people. That's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so I, I tested some other options and I landed on Lovemaker 69, uh, it's, uh, which is taste, fine. Tasteful, yeah. It's fine. I don't think there's anything, I wouldn't say anything I, I do is could be considered lovemaking. Frankly- It's too primal, you know, too visceral. I find lovemaking disgusting. I also have a loose plan, time permitting, to catch them all for the first time in my life. You're doing that? I would love to try. Wow. I would love to try. Do you know how many Pokemon are in- the national decks here? Absolutely not. Or catchable in general? I absolutely not, and I won't look. I won't look it up. Um, so, Lovemaker sixty nine. Um, my the, my plan for the team is. I mean, so far I've just been naming everything, whatever that pops into my head first. But for the rest of the season, after all of you hear this, bug catchers, I would like to name my Pokemon after you. So, if you tweet about the show, or you post it on Instagram, or anywhere public where you're kind of telling all of your friends and followers about experience share in a not obvious not belabored way like oh experience share is making me do this so that they'll name a character after me that doesn't count we just want you to spread the message of experience share so if you tweet about the show if you post it on instagram and you tag us and i see it i might name a a pokemon after you and since i'm catching them all apparently uh there's a lot of pokemon to name so please keep the tweets and and posts coming on instagram uh and i will Perhaps name a Pokemon after you, if you're lucky. That's so nice of you. Yeah. I just thought it would be fun. Okay. So that's Lovemaker69. Who are you? You know, I was just trying to figure out what is the total number that you could just catch in X and Y, and I cannot get a clear... It looks like 450 might be it, so you're going to try to do that. That's nothing. I didn't really think about this, but we're playing with no restrictions, so I think this has to be the season where I have to experiment with importing some Mon. Ooh. And I know that we need to get Pokemon home before it gets retired in 2023. Three or well, what are they replacing it with? I think they're just re- they're ending it. So there's going to be a well, limit to Pokemon? when you can import Pokemon from early early generations. So we're gonna have to start importing. So I might have to do that. Okay, for this season, I think it's already very difficult to move yeah. Pokemon out of the earliest. From what I've read, it, it sounds horrifying. Yeah, but we got some hits, and my character might need them because my character believes in. The Almighty. Wow. Direct opposite of mine. Yeah. It's kind of like a carnal lust versus pious devotion. Sanctity. Yeah. Yeah. So there could be a time where perhaps my character has to pray and will summon Pokemon from the past that she's been inspired by because I'm playing as Joan of Arceus. Funny. Get it? Like Joan of yeah. Arc. We're in uh it's good. France. And it's appropriate to the region. To the area. Yes. So Joan of Arceus was born to a peasant family in Vanaville town. Yep. And one night she was visited by three Pokemon in a dream. Saintly Pokemon who spoke to her and told her that her destiny was to assemble a chivalrous crew of knightly Pokemon who would come together to sally forth into Kalos and defend honor and freedom for Pokemon and Hugh-mon alike. I don't know that much about Joan of Arc, but I don't think that's her story. She was inspired by three saints who came to her in a dream, and it was to liberate France from the English. So I'm going to be teaching myself a thing or two because traditionally I don't like the French and I like the English. So I'm going to I'm going to not like the English this time. (laughs) Wow. You're going to have to take back a lot of what you said at the uh, the top of the episode, I think. I'm going to be liberally bleep learning through this episode. Uh, this whole season, 
how to say French words, which I don't know how to say. And traditionally, I would sort of poke fun at it. I'm going to yeah. try to learn and learn alongside Joan of Arceus how to liberate this land from whatever plagues it, be it trivial yeah. or perhaps much larger than that along the way. I can't wait to see your your growth yeah. this season. I can't wait to see this journey you go on. And I'll be right there beside you, you know, making love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sex having? I'm oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Love making. Yeah. Love making. Not sex having. Yeah. Smash cut, Joshua. Welcome to the game. We wake up. It's Vanilleville Town. Actually, first, Professor, what's his name? Sycamore. Sycamore. Who is Joshy's sweetie? <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a handsome guy, huh? Professor Sycamore. First professor, or maybe even human, in the, in the series of uh, Joshy Sweet. He's um he's younger than most of the professors we're dealing with. He's got this very floppy haircut. Oh yeah, trim. You just like him because if he tight jeans, he, he's he's got the same like vibe as Bobby, except not the same giant <laughs> floppy hair. But he is like a slender, like, tall man with svelte man. He's got strong brows, kind of a sassy. Attitude, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Handsome guy, big lab coat. He's got his sleeves pushed up. He's ready to work. Yeah, and the sleeves get pushed up. Done. Thing that's a good look, and he's ahead of his time. We all do that now. <laughs> yeah, now we all do. We that. all roll up the sleeves. He's got a very fashionable belt on. Oh yeah, of course his shirt is tucked in. Tucking the shirt in his back, although also like he Sycamore was predicting this back in 2013. Where we're at in 2022. What do you what is, what's back. your read on this guy in terms of sexuality? I mean, I'm on his Bulbapedia page, Josh. I'm not reading about a wife. Oh yeah. Does a lab coat count as a cape? Because if you look at this image, <laughs> it's like a front cape. It's kind of a cape, which implies bisexuality. Yeah. At least. Yeah. At least. Anyway, yeah, that's a sweetie. You wake up in your bedroom as any Pokemon game. Well, first of all, a little, what are they called? Fletch, Fletching? Fletchling? Fletchling. A little Fletchling dive bombs you in bed and wakes you up. Yeah. And then it's a typical Pokemon game. You're in your bedroom. You walk to your PC. Uh, you turn it on. Mine said, Lovemaker69 checked the <laughs> PC his dad gave him. So we know that there's dads. We know they're out there. You know, yeah, like a fairly modern PC. So we are a few years out, though. We're like, there could be dads again, you know, because red and blue, the dads were dead. And that we think was implied by uh, World War. Are you prepared to talk about the timeline for this game? No. Josh? <laughs> There's also a, a really handsome Wii U sitting in your bedroom. I love watching the evolution of the Nintendo consoles in the in the player's bedroom. I do want to and I might have to confer with our old friend. Dr. Lava about this. I do want to try to get to the bottom of this timeline, but I'll just gloss over tell me, it. Tell me what you were say, telling me before we started recording. There are two timelines, at least, maybe three. And there's a timeline. This is based on a Reddit thread posted by Deleted, because I think Got too they must to have truth. gotten so, yeah, Pokemon Company had, had this person taken out. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> we know that there and was Reddit, that. Reddit will like delete posts for like uh, dictatorships, but they won't delete posts for the Pokemon company. It's a worthy conspiracy because we know in 2014, which is where we started talking about the timeline, uh, I think back around like black and white when we started that season because Toshinobu Matsumiya, who is the scenario and dialogue leader of black and white, yeah. posted a tweet where he was saying, here's the timeline, and it was in Japanese, and then, like, it got translated, but then, like, several hours later, deleted. They made him take it Like, down. they're covering this up. They don't want us to know this, but this deleted person on Reddit had a couple of timelines, one of which is based on fairy type never existing, so... <sighs> That's a new change. They've introduced a whole new type of Pokemon. We have fairy type, fairy type is the and announcement. And a lot of them retroactively go back and are labeled fairy type. And I think I think it makes sense. You know what? I bet it's these fucking f- snobby Kalos people. They're like, oh, it can't be considered fairy type unless it's from Kalos. <laughs> it's like champagne. You know? Yeah, that's right. Oh, no, sorry. Your, your what's that little bulldog called? Your snubble is not a fairy type. It is not, not from, from Kalos. Kalos. <laughs> Uh, that God, that's what it is. So that's why they shut him up. Hey, Josh, I thought you were going to be a little bit more generous with the French people this season, and you're already making fun of their accents. Uh, I was just running with what you, you were, were right starting. there with me, bud. So I can't hey, it's not my mission it. to be nicer to French people this uh, season. It's yours. And you were right there with me, huh? That was a test. Uh, shit. I love the French people, Josh. I don't know if you remember me saying that at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Remember season one of this podcast, Josh? Who did Mr. Squirt name all his Pokemon after? That's what triggered me into doing the thing where I was just naming them all about British people that I liked. Because I was like, I can't have (laughs) this whole season, the first season of this hit podcast being based on my co-host talking about French people without British people being (laughs) part of it. You've gone back to that well many times. I'm British well. Trying to resist it. It's a a well you live in. And I'm coming back down and I'm going to just say quickly. Based on the uh, timeline that is suggested by Toshinobu Matsumiya, yep. it's that black and white two and X and Y occur concurrently. Okay. Black and white two, X and Y. Okay. The tech makes sense. Yeah. I think it sounds right to me. This is where fire red, leaf green, or, or sorry, rather, it's specifically in this case, it's going to be. Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby occur concurrently. Three years later, you get Heart Gold, Soul Silver, Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum occur concurrently three years after that. And then 11 years later is where this place is black and white. And then two years after that is black and white two and and X and Y. Okay, I like that. I think that makes sense. This also, it feels like the most modern world. And that's like retconned where it's got all of the new types built in. So it ignores red and blue and ruby, sapphire, emerald, and gold and silver. Well, we learned a lot. It's like at some point we didn't know what germs were and now we do. Yeah. And that changed a lot of things. I think it's pretty good. So hat tip to uh, whoever this valiant person was who was presumably assassinated or silenced in some way by the Pokemon company. Yeah, they're in some gulag somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You head downstairs. Well, first of all, you look in the mirror and you get dressed. Yeah. Which is new. Yeah, we can change our clothes finally. You can change your clothes and you can buy clothes at, at boutiques that we'll talk about later. Head downstairs, you talk to mom, and it does feel like a modern world because you have a giant flat screen TV in your living room for the first time. Mm-hmm. Also, finally, your mom has a bed. She's got her own little bedroom. 
Dad, nowhere to be seen. Unclear. But supportive, at least monetarily, with the Wii U. Your mom is so cool in this game. She's not just a... uh, First of all, she's a hottie. Let's just get that out of the way. Uh, Clearly, yeah. I can't hide from the fact that my name is Lovemaker69 this season, okay? (laughs) Second of all, she's not some passive mom like she has been in the last games. She's a Rhyhorn racer. Yeah, she's cool as hell. She races Rhyhorns, and she has one. Yeah. That's so cool. And also, like, we know of a profession other than Pokemon Trainer... Pokemon Ranger or Pokemon Operator or, you know, works at one of the many megacorps. Rhyhorn Racer. I love her. Oh, yeah. And then you watch TV. Did you watch Did you watch any TV? <laughs> I just wanted to inhabit this world, man. It's like those people who wish they could live in uh, Pandora. I actually usually do, but uh, I didn't this time, which I guess I kind of took a page out of your book. I feel like you're learning for me. I always click on everything, but this time I was like, uh, I got things to do. Just wanted to be there. I watched a show called The Pokemon Whisperer. Okay. And Dale Carnegie's probably spinning in his grave right now because <laughs> I learned about the taco method, which the Pokemon Whisperer says is good for meeting new Pokemon, which Lovemaker69 is definitely interested in. Sure. Doesn't discriminate. But it's, I think, also really good for meeting new people, too. You want to hear about the taco method that the Pokemon Whisperer told me about? Taco to me about the taco method. Tip one, talk loudly. Uh, okay, okay. Tip two, act sincerely. Yeah, that's good. Tip three, capture its interests. That's good. And tip four, open up to it. That's good. Taco. I can remember that. That's catchy. First, I'm not as sold on, but the other three are pretty good. Yeah. Talk loudly. <laughs> I like. That's my favorite one. That's how you wow them. Just drown them out. That's how you dazzle them. Well, I'd like to see Lovemaker69 kind of embody the taco method throughout the season. See how it works out. You want me to talk louder? Yeah, yeah. All right, Josh, what did you do on Route 1? Nothing. Nothing, because there's nothing to do there. Nothing. <laughs> remember remember the last uh, six Pokemon games we've played, how you ha- always have to do some kind of fetch quest, go to the next town up, come back, deliver something. You have to do that here too, except they don't put a giant route between you and the next town up. Yeah, and you don't even have your starter yet. It is a straight shot, no trainers, no grass, no nothing. You're just on your way up to Aquacord Town. Yeah. An Aquacord Town, that's the place to be. Lots to see and do in Aquacord Town. Where to even start? Well, you Oh, I know. I know, I know, I know. Okay. With a break. We're headed to Aquacord Town. That's right. We can't even make it very far into the city gates before we're attacked by some street youth. Accosted by several. I, I just, I don't even know how to describe these people. They run the gamut in terms of look and feel and character design. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I could probably tell you what they're all named. I couldn't tell you who's who. No. There's Trevor, there's Tierno, mm-hmm. there's Shauna, Shauna, and there's... Another name that starts with S, Serena. Oh, I've got Callum. You've got Caleb or Callum. Caleb. Callum. Instead of Serena, right? Instead of Caleb also seemingly is where I would have gone. And, you know, B and M are so close on the keyboard that it almost seems like it was a mistake that it's Caleb. Yeah. Caleb is who I have. I guess these are supposed to be your rivals. Yeah. But there are no, they're not really rivals. They're just like your buds. More of like a trust circle. Yeah. They even like sit down. Well, first of all, they sit down and the first thing they do is like, hey, we just got three new Pokemon. Choose one, which is pretty fucked up. Yeah. And you're giving me a free one of these exquisite mon. Extremely rare. Yeah. Where did you get these? (laughs) She's like, breathe and 
Uh, she's always like dealing in exotic. They're in touch with Brie Vander, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, I thought about bringing Brie Vander back for this season for because Kalos is the region that's known for its beauty, and I read that that's what it means from some Greek word. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we see like, is it Fru-Fru? Yeah. Is that the little poodle Pokemon? Fru-Fru is here. So it's got these well-bred dogs and all these aesthetic-focused mon out there, so Brie Vander would definitely get a lot of business out of Kalos You can like style it in a million different ways. Yeah. Oh, also, this fucking Vivillion. Vivillon? Vivillon? It has like a thousand different color schemes for its wings, yeah. which is cool. I like that too. I like that. I will talk about whether or not I caught a, whatever the littlest one is called, the thing that evolves into Spoopa. <laughs> Scatterbug. Let me tell you, I- I've got to diverge for a second already. Yeah. Scatterbug. That is one of the ugliest fucking things I've ever seen. Joshua, Joshua, I think it's intentional. <laughs> it has to be, right? Let's let's jump ahead to the Santaloon Forest because I want to talk about okay. Tanner's You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. <laughs> yeah, that's, we could skip all that. We've got a crew. We <laughs> named all of them. We get the starter Pokemon. <laughs> I do want to know what your nickname was. Tell me what your nickname was first. <laughs> your crew offers to give you a nickname, and there's some pre-generated ones, or you can make your own. I just chose a pre-generated one. Oh, uh, I did too, but it was what I would have gone with if I could have just chose. Uh <laughs> What Which was is it? Lady J. <laughs> it's like when Lady Antebellum had to change their name to Lady A. What what was the J stand for? It was something very racist? No, just Joan. <laughs> I was trying to figure out, like, is this a Lady G joke about Lindsey Graham? And I couldn't really figure it out because it doesn't really make any sense <laughs> with, like, the fact that my character is uh, Joan of Arceus. You know, yeah, uh, it's like there's something there with Lindsey Graham as uh, Buckhetris, if you don't know, as many people uh, have said that he is gay and he is known in the queer community uh, in South Carolina as Lady G. <laughs> and I was like, Lady J, that's funny. But they were suggesting that for me. And I'm a classy dame, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Joan of Arceus, Lady J. What'd you do? I chose Lil L. And that's short for Lil Lovemaker, and it's one of those funny opposite <laughs> nicknames. You know, like when when they call big guys tiny? Yeah, yeah. There's Joshua, there's absolutely nothing little about the way Lovemaker69 makes love. There it is. Okay. It must be an ironic nickname. Then you go back to Vanilltown, you talk to your mom, you get a Pokedex, blah, blah, blah. And then you go on Route 2 and they teach you how to catch Pokemon, except it's a scene in the route two it must be a planned scene like a uh, what do you call it pre-recorded event because the first the second you step into tall grass a pidgey attacks you and then there's no other pidgeys on this route or any other route ever again right so you already get a crash course in catching pokemon and then two steps later two of your friends are like here's how to catch pokemon and you're like okay well i just did that look at this pidgey in my in my crew (laughs) So now we're in Santa Loon Forest, Josh. Let's talk about Tanner's You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. Can I tell you about my theory? Okay. It's intentional. They make Scatterbugs so stupid and ugly, and they make Spupa, might you make me barf Pokemon of the Week, because <laughs> yeah. it looks disgusting, and it's got a disgusting name. It really does. It's one of the most disgusting names. And and it sucks. Um <laughs> <laughs> and then they turn it into this beautiful butterfly, Vivillon. 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 
right? It yeah. must be intentional. It's like a whole like, yeah, it's the ugly little worm that turns into the big beautiful butterfly. And I have a spupa and I had a scatterbug, obviously, but I have a spupa now. And when it attacks and it does its its little tackle and it just... <laughs> Like it, it like spreads poops. out all of its whatever on its body. It's disgusting. Like confetti. Uh, I, but the scatterbug sprite really, I mean, was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Yeah. From front and back. There are some bad sprites in this game. I mean, they look great. I mean, even like the thing Josh was describing about Spupa is gross, but it like it looks great. Yeah. I mean, you're getting like an animation of the actual body of the Pokemon. That's the first time we're seeing that using a move. So it's overall, you know, it's innovative. Yeah. But I hate this thing. I caught every Pokemon in Santa Lune Forest, but I want to talk about three in particular, Josh. Okay. Uh, while we're talking about ugly, awful Pokemon. Okay. There's no rivals in this game, right? Unfortunately, no. You don't have a rival. You've got these four squad members. So I had to make my own rival. And by that, I mean I'm handicapping myself anytime I fight any of my four squad me members. And the way I've decided to handicap myself, you can't stop me, butt catchers, <laughs> from putting insane, stupid restrictions on myself. Fine, I'm running a, a clean season. <sighs> Still going to make it hard on myself. You didn't even tell me this. So I'm going to handicap just... myself by always Why can't you just putting... play the game? Normally. Anytime any of these idiots <laughs> want to fight me, Shauna and Tierno and Trevor and other ones, Serena... <laughs> Yeah. Anytime any of them challenges me to a fight, I'm going to go to the box and take these three Pokemon out of my box and put them on my team as a handicap. And they're my but rivals. But how are you going to know that they're about to battle you enough to go get those? Because I read the walkthrough every week, Joshua. As do you. I only read it once we're going in to record. Oh, oh I have the walkthrough open so I can see who's on every catchable route. I want to make sure I'm catching all the Pokemon I can. So I have the walkthrough open. So I know when they're coming. So I'm going to put these three rivals on my team to handicap me. Okay, and who are Drippy they? Drippy Josh. <sighs> okay. Pan... Poor. Uh, what's the water one called? <laughs> Panpour. Panpour, yeah. I can't even... I hate these things. They won't, they won't stop shoving them down our throats. Jungle Josh. <sighs> Pan Sage. Um, and then uh, Hot Josh, which is... Uh, me. The fire one. No, you're not hot, Josh. This- I'm cool, Josh. Simi-seer. That's hot, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to just put them on the team anytime I have to face off against oh my, my God. squad mates. Okay. And maybe I can get them some levels. Won't you that. have to? It's the only time I plan on putting them on my team. You're not going to be leveling them on the side? I mean, maybe. Maybe I will. I don't know. I don't know. Not like it's going to be hard with that experience share. That's true. Pokemon podcast. Just like bad Josh is always lurking in the shadows in, in our last playthroughs, Trippy Josh, Jungle Josh, and Hot Josh are going to be back there somewhere waiting for me, waiting for their moment to strike. Yeah, I thought there would be more of an element where we actually had uh, the traditional rival because I was planning to name mine, of course, about the John of Lancaster, like Duke of Bedford, some classic Joan of Arc. English villains. Nemesis. Yeah. And uh, that's not going to be an option. And I'm not going to do your weird thing because that wouldn't make any sense anyway. <laughs> I can't have an antagonist within my army. Are you kidding me? You're telling me that like, haven't you ever played Crusader Kings? There's always, there's always usurpers. There's always treacherous people. There's always like, your army's going to be packed full of villains. That's true. I could try to figure out how 
my Pokemon could damage some of their other teammates and they're the usurper. Could work. Yeah. Could work. <laughs> Look at us, making it complicated. <laughs> we can't just let ourselves live. What did you think of uh, of Santa Loon Forest? Beautiful. Beautiful, huh? So much like uh, Viridian. Yeah. Classic Viridian style, but now that we've got those sweet, sweet 3D graphics, you can see the sunbeams dripping through the like tree canopy. Lovely. You can see the grass sort of like blowing in the breeze, I kept noticing. Yeah. You get mesmerized by it. It's absolutely beautiful. Did you catch a chew in here? I did catch a chew. I want to know what style chew you got, because I noticed that there's multiple styles. I got a boy. Oh, is that all the differences? I think it's just... Boys have... The traditional... Uh, square tails and girls have heart tails. Like lightning bolt one versus the heart. Yeah, I think that's it. I got a heart one. Should we breed our chews? Oh, Yeah. Lovemaker69 would be into that, wouldn't wouldn't he? <laughs> I'll just watch. I'll be in here in the corner. <laughs> um, this is the first game where you and I could viably battle each other in within the game. Yeah. The like server's still running. We can connect over the internet. That's right. I think we still will do it over Showdown so we can share the battles with all of you guys. But we could trade and breed Pokemon, couldn't we? We should breed them. Let's do that next time we play D&D, and then we'll just uh, post the video to, to the Instagram. Definitely. Of the battle. Good. Okay. Route three is just a route. Yeah. Catch them on if you want. I don't give a shit. I do want to talk about one thing on route three. Okay. Bunnelby. What do we think about Bunnelby? Oh, do we like Bunnelby? Uh, no, absolutely hate it. <laughs> I think that's where I'm at, too. And the, the big one it turned into is just a mess. <laughs> yeah, Diggers What does it turn into? is a Diggers disaster. Diggers B looks like it has like a <laughs> poop all over it. And it looks like it's been eating poop. I, I think Bunnelby at least it's got sort of like a dumb look and like the ears are basically like normal bunny ears, but by the time it gets over to Diggers B, it's like it's just terrible. It's got additional. And it looks like it's covered in poops coming out of its ears, and they're everything's covered Joshua, in shit. I'm on Google, okay? I'm on Google right now. <laughs> Google.com. Yeah. I made it to one, two, three, fourth row, <laughs> and I'm I'm getting a link to sfw.furinfinity. No, we're it's a sexy digger. We're beat. not. We're not doing Tanner. This is the premiere of season six. We gotta, we gotta get some new listeners. We're not doing a fur affinity check, and we're definitely <laughs> not, not alienate them. Not doing it about a, a Pokemon that's in the scat. <laughs> did you find? <laughs> did you find that? <laughs> we're not going down that path. I found a picture. Oh, I gotta send you this one though, Josh. <laughs> this one, this one is good. Bobby's texting me that we can't do it either. Look at the one I just sent you. <laughs> no, I'm not looking at it. No, it's not. It's not NSFW. It's from. It's from Reddit. It's just funny. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like a cool. <laughs> oh my god. It's like a, like a Diggersby like tycoon. Yeah, tycoon Diggersby with two Lola punnies. <laughs> Low punnies. He's got his like big arm, like poopy arm ears around them. <laughs> I love it. I well, I like that image. That one is good. But we're moving beyond this. No, but I hate Diggersby. No, I don't like it either. I just wanted to get to the bottom of that quickly. Santa Loon City, Joshua. Welcome to the boutique. Did you buy any gear? I did. I bought a nice little red velvet fedora. I saved all my money for all the Pokeballs I keep having to buy because I'm 
Gotta catch them all. Oh, okay, so you're just wearing some street trash from that peasant town, Vanderville. <laughs> yeah. No, Lovemaker, Lovemaker 69 goes around in the nude. No need for clothes. So, yeah, you can go to the east and you can fish for some Pokemon on Route 22 if you want. Yeah, if you're Mayor Cheat and you just go wherever you want, even though we're supposed to play gym by gym and not do a bunch of other things that happen to be accessible before that gym, even though they don't follow but the plot. Josh, the other thing you can do is get my item finder of the week. Ooh. The rollerblades, what an innovation. Yeah, the rollerblades, pretty good. I think they're great, so much better than the bike. You can go slow, you can use the D-pad to use your your, your old hoofs, get around the old-fashioned way, you know? Mm-hmm. Or you can use this beautiful new butter-smooth thumb pad. What do you call it? Joystick. Yeah, that's it. It barely qualifies as a joystick because it's just like, it just glides it just over glides the top around. of your, your DS yeah. surface, you know? And then you feel it. It's so responsive with the with the skates. I'm a D-pad guy on this, but that glides pretty good. Yeah, man. The skates are so they're fun and they get you there fast too. There's at least as fast as any bike, except for maybe that mock bike from Ruby and Sapphire. And we know that canonically the running shoes, which we start off with in this game. You could just hold down B and run. Oh yeah. Immediately. Yeah, yeah. Our Devon Corporation innovation. Where do we think that these rollerblades are coming from? Who's behind these rollerblades? Could be Devon Corp. Great question. If it is, that's going to be another point in Devon Corp's column. I assume that we'll find out eventually, right? We must find out eventually. I hope so. If we get to the end of this game and they don't tell us who made the rollerblades, or if they don't introduce at least introduce a new Megacorp, I'm going to be so mad. I, I'll be furious. Santa Loon Jim, Josh, mm-hmm. uh... A joke. Yeah. <laughs> Insulting that they even made me do it. <laughs> yeah. I also, I didn't put it together until now, but I've been ever since Berg. Berg, yeah. Gen 5. Yeah. And he's an artist. And the gym is like an art gallery. Yeah. And yeah, same vibe what here. I'm curious is like, did Bugsy start this or what happened since Gen 2 that Bugs went from being like- Gross. The scum of the earth. Yeah. And now- they're elevated. They're like all the artists in every region love bug Pokemon because once again, Santa Loon Jin yeah. is an art gallery. Well, it's because Viola, the, the leader of the gym, is a photographer. Yeah, it's photography this time rather than painting. Uh, dangerous place. Yeah. <laughs> it's another gym where... There is an unseeable bottom to the gym, and you just see <laughs> uh-huh. blackness. Hell, for as for as far as you're concerned, it's hell. <laughs> and to maneuver around to hit the trainers and make it to Viola, you have to navigate a very thin, giant web, covered like drenched, literally dripping with water. And it goes like <laughs> every time that you walk. <laughs> it's so gross. it's yeah. disgusting in here. Yeah. It's gross. Uh, well, there's a there's a handful of trainers here. They all have bugs. It's not hard. And then there's Viola who has two fucking Pokemon who are levels 10 and 12. <laughs> yeah. The lowest, except for Faulkner from from uh, whatever game he was in. in uh, also in Gold Who had like a seven and a nine or something like that. Yeah, well, Faulkner was also uh, was generational wealth. Yeah. Where like his dad had handed him the gym and we're like, this guy's a joke. <laughs> um, two 
Pokemon who are both bugs, which is significant because, Joshua, let's do our level checks. Okay. Up into this gym, they give you lots of birds. <laughs> I think you could probably enter this gym with a full bird team if you tried. So many birds. So many birds that they're in the box. Like, I, I'm not even going to comment on some of the birds that I have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tons of birds. So, like, they're just setting you up to just walk through this. Just, like, it's insulting. It's insulting that they even made us do it. Right, and depending on the starter that you picked, you might even have a super effective starter as well. (laughs) Your starter might be super effective. Right. Mine wasn't, but he was fine. And we both have Chews. Well, I don't know if you ended up using yours, but my Chew, also super effective against Vivillon. Oh, yeah. Because it's flying and bug. So this is just, like, a joke. It's a joke. Let's talk about the teams we took in to absolutely crush Vi- Viola and all her cronies. All right. How about you start? Uh, Lovemaker69, as I said before, is just kind of going off the cuff with his names for now until all of you guys start sending some some names in. So don't read into any of these at all. They don't mean anything. I think it's sort of a judgment call based on like your creativity off the cuff, though, if you can't come up with something that's sort of interesting and Uh-oh. funny or clever. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh, D- Doug, it's D-U-D-O-U-G-C-K, Doug. Doug, okay, and the Pokemon. And that's Farfetch'd, level 15. Okay, which is a duck, du- Doug. A Doug, a duck named Doug. Okay. There's Pontiac, the Fletchling, level 16. Okay. Because he's a uh, firebird. Okay, okay. There's Doug the Bug, <laughs> which is Psyduck, so I know- What? Yes, I already have a duck named Doug on my team, Doug. But now I have Doug the bug, and that's, he's not a bug. Everything just bugs him. That's why he's always going like this. Because everything bugs him. Uh, and his name is Doug. Okay. Doug the bug, Psyduck. But he's, he's bugged. So why is he the, the bug? I didn't name him. His parents named him. Level 11. Okay. Psycho Mantis, my favorite, uh, Boss from Metal Gear Solid, Vivian. Vivian. Level 12, I got Tundra Vivian. Beautiful. Ooh. It's like a blanket of snowfall falling down. I think it's a her, a her, her wings onto like a, a land covered in frost. That's cool. I can't wait to see what Vivian you get out of your spupa. Uh, I don't even know yet. I don't know how it decides. I didn't look into it at all. I just looked up the name of mine. Ooh, yours does look nice. I'm looking at it on Bulbapedia. Uh, and then I've got Kicktured. Kicktured? Kicktured? What is that? And that's Riolu. It's like Richard and Kick. Kick Richard. Because Riolu's Kick. Yeah. Kick Kicktured is Riolu and level 15. And then I've got Frogger. <laughs> Froki, level 15. Uh, no further questions. No further explanations given, Joshua. <laughs> Joan, Joan of Arceus. Yeah, so Joan of Arceus uh, is naming all of her Pokemon because, well, she's not naming them. They come to her and they join her on yeah. this quest. So we have John II, Finnegan, level 12. Beauty. Pierre Dark, Pansage, <laughs> level 7. Gross, Josh. Gotta have a grass type. Yuck. Pierre Dark, <laughs> and then Jean Dark. Panpour, level seven. Ugh, you're so gross. What do you mean you have to have a 
there's plenty of other grass types, aren't there? Not yet. Ugh. I just want to have them for now. They're level seven. Do you think they're long for this world? I hope not. <laughs> She's going to ditch those two as soon as she can toss them on the side of the road, the nearest tavern. Guy <laughs> de Laval, Fletchling, level 11. So are we both just going to run this thing all the way to the end? I like Talonflame. I like Talonflame yeah. <laughs> in Pokemon Unite as well. It's a good look. Yeah. Uh, but we'll we'll see. Um, but I think it's interesting. Your starter is fire type. Yeah, I I probably won't keep it. But what am, I, I had a Pidgey. But I'm not interested in doing a Pidgey at this time in my life. We're, we're How many have I run? Dating a partner, the partners that we will marry one day. Think we have time for Pidgeys? No. 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 Had enough Pidgeys. We all have Fletchlings now, you know? Yeah. Everybody else was a Pidgey? Yeah, we caught the Pidgey. Fletchling is what you settle down with, yeah. you know? Yeah. Jean Duke is my Pikachu, level 11. Love it. And one more, Jean de Metz. Is Spupa, level 10. Do you like Vivillion enough to push Vivillion any further in the game? Or I'll try it out. I mean, I have a Caterpie. I've ranted about how I love Butterfree in the early game. But Vivillion is more of a local flair. And I never ran it, I think, when I played X. So I'm going to try it in Y this time. She's a beaut. She's a beaut. And they make really good um, Pokemon catching Pokemon. I put her at the front of my party and she's got uh, stun spore and then like some pretty weak moves that'll whittle them down. That's how I was catching them on too. So that's the teams. We, I mean, it was, it was, it was a joke. They, she was unmatched. She was not ready for this match. No. Viola. I don't know how she became a gym leader. No. Hey, hon, stick to photography, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how I talk. That's hey, that was the lovemaker sixty nine in me coming out. That wasn't me. You're not a peacekeeper with that kind of no. language. <laughs> no, I'm a lovemaker. No, there's nothing to say. I mean, it was like I got Peck on that Fletchling. Excuse I got me? Ember. <laughs> oh, yeah. My Fletchling is always my Fletchling is always talking about his big pecks. Oh yeah, hell yeah. He's got some move called big pecks. It's <laughs> still haven't quite figured out what it means. It can be its ability. I don't really understand it. It's actually been sort of troubling to me for a while. What, what does big pecs mean? But Ability it means that big the pecs. Pokemon will not be able to have its defense lowered. Oh, that's great. I love that. It's good, especially early game. But what does big pecs mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Can a bird have big pecs like human type pecs? Well, here's the confusing part, Joshua. I'm on the Bulbapedia page for it, and it says Big pecs, and then it says Japanese pigeon breast. So it is that it has a big chest. It's got big yeah. pecs on this bird. But they've misspelled it because it's P-E-C-K-S. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what you're doing, Pokemon. Or it's a pun, I guess. And I get it if it's that because you, you see a pigeon like puff up its chest and you're like, oh, he's raising his defenses, right? You can't, right. He's, he's guarding himself. I'm intimidated. But they've confused it by calling, spelling it pecs like a bird peck. But I think we're just going to have to move forward. <laughs> well, the, the <laughs> moving forward is the end of the episode, Joshua, unless you have anything else you want to say about Pokemon XY first impressions. I am enjoying it. It looks better than I remember. The pace is good. Yeah, it kind of flies. Yeah. I think we'll get through it like pretty easily, which you know what? 
Sure, if you're looking for a challenging Pokemon experience, maybe this one's a letdown for you. But if you're two guys in your 30s trying to work full-time jobs and raise kids and record a show about Pokemon every week, an easy game for once is, is a nice a nice treat for us. I think we've earned a respite and we should be able to take it yeah. when we can. And, and maybe all of you can just celebrate that with us yeah. this time. Yeah. And you can celebrate the French people with me because I love them. And I will also be learning to celebrate the French people. Because that's part of being in your 30s with all those other things that you mentioned is that you have to keep this growing. growing up. It's just like Blink-182 always said. I guess this is growing up. <laughs> Joshua Buckcatchers, my name is Tanner Skit, and I am joined as always by my co-host Viviliash. This has been Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast. Please do rate said Pokemon podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Nope. No. On Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can. You you could give it a tweet <laughs> or a post on Instagram that also gives Just it a say, nice rate rating. It. Yeah. Uh, and then you'll you might get a Pokemon named after That's you right. if you do that. But you need to give it good ratings. Yeah. And then post it on Twitter and Instagram or just DM us. Don't just DM us. <laughs> no. I want to spread the word about the show, Joshua. It's called marketing and it's actually your profession. That's right. Well, you need to do the public post and then we need to know about it. Please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and do follow the show anywhere that you follow podcasts and do follow us at expsharepod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also check out our subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers. And that is where you can do trainer of the week. And someone tell Josh how to how to turn a Pokemon on his team into his rival. How I can have a usurper on my team. Yeah. Post on the subreddit specifically about that. Yep. And you can also do trainer of the week where you can post with the rest of the bug catchers about your level checks and you can end up battling us, which we are still arranging with someone from black and white too. Not our fault. Partially, Partially our, fault. our fault. Mostly our fault. You can also buy some merch at expsharemerch.com. Correct. Yes. You've done it. <laughs> which it's still good stuff, but we got some new stuff coming. There's more stuff coming. Like I said, maybe now I'll have a chance to design some new stuff because this game's so easy. So you should go there. Joshua Bugcatchers, goodbye. Smell you later. Bon, bon, what do you say? Adieu. <laughs> adieu? Is it not adieu? Oh, yeah. Adieu. Oh, no. Au revoir means goodbye. How do you say smell you later? How do you say smell you later in French? Oh, we got to look that up. Just hold on for a second, bug catchers. Translate.google.com. Oh my god. Tessentir plus tard. Hit the little read it to me icon and listen to how the, the French people say it. Tessentir plus tard. This is going to be tough for you this season, huh? Tessentir plus tard. Tessentir plus tard. Tessentir plus tard. It's getting worse. I think I nailed it earlier and now it's bad and I'm not going to say it again. All right. Bye, bug catchers.